Hi there. Welcome to OTs Get Paid, the podcast for OT entrepreneurs, where we learn about everything you need to know to move from thinking like a therapist to acting like a CEO and making good money along the way. Are you curious how to continue to be true to your mission of helping others as an OT and get paid what you're worth? Do you want to know the best tips that add zeros to your bank account? Do you wonder how other OTs do it too? I'm your host, Trish Williams, a Canadian, a mom, a not-so-closet choir nerd, an occupational therapist of over 26 years. I spent most of those years loving my profession, but secretly wishing I could get paid a lot more. Did I feel like I had an important job that had great impact on my clients and society? Check. Did I also wish I could feel validation in that work through getting paid enough to feel financial freedom? Check, check. So finally in my 40s, as a single mom who needed to get real with my income, I built two six-figure businesses, including my latest as an OT entrepreneur coach at Trish Williams Consulting. And through this, I heard the secret shame that others felt the same way too. So I'm raising my voice and raising my profile of this issue and probably raising my prices. I'm here to talk about OTs making money. So let's do like Scrooge McDuck and dive into those giant piles of gold coins and get swimming and start this episode. Welcome, OT entrepreneurs, to episode 100 of the OT's Get Paid podcast. Today, we are talking about protecting your mental health as an entrepreneur. Oh my goodness, what a topic to be discussing on episode 100. I can't believe it. I am so excited. And I'm wanting to extend a huge thank you to our podcast partner, Therabyte, and to my team at OTs Get Paid, and to you, our listeners. These three core groups are what what keeps us going every week on this podcast, and I just can't believe we've gone from zero to 100. Something we discussed in depth in our 100K Club Mastermind last week was measuring the gap or the gain. This is a very well-known book by Dan Sullivan, and he talks about how you are always going to feel like a failure if you are trying to measure about where you want to go. Now, I see the irony in that because I'm the strategic planning girl, right? Like I'm like, do a plan, make a plan, see where you're going to go. You can't, you can't, you can't grow if you don't make goals. Okay. And also measuring the gain. So instead of measuring the gap of where you want to get to, it's measuring the gain of how far you have come. And when I press record today on this episode, that is certainly a great example of remembering way back on Groundhog Day when I started this podcast just over two years ago. And for those of you who may remember, I pressed play, pardon me, I I dropped our first episode on Groundhog Day as a little Easter egg to myself, which was consistency, doing the same thing over and over and over and over again for 
traction for growth and for scaling. And indeed, here we are a hundred episodes later and that nod to my why and nod to one of my goals has happened. And please, as a reminder to those of you who feel that you can't do anything before it's perfect, many of you have listened to all the episodes and you can see how we have grown as a podcast. And I want you to, I'm giving you permission to do the same thing, to start it ugly, to start it not knowing how it's going to look in a hundred hours, much less a hundred days, much less a hundred episodes. So thank you to everybody. And as I said a few minutes ago, isn't it an interesting topic to be speaking about today, protecting your mental health as an entrepreneur? There's many ways we could go with this topic. And what I want to talk about today is the part one in a two-part series about how I am protecting my mental health. I'm pulling back the curtain. I'm letting you see some things from behind the scenes, which people love because it offers them insight into a real business, a real OT founder, a real CEO, and that's what we're diving into today. So the subtopic of today is how I am taking on two new jobs. That's really the hook I should have started with if I was a pure copywriter. The hook of listening is Trish is taking on two new jobs. What the heck? Okay, you know that OTs get paid. I've said this a million times. Could also be rebranded as OTs want freedom. So let me talk about the 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 path that led me into some new decisions about work. When I look back on my why in 2014, when I started my bricks and mortar pediatric clinic, it was twofold. I found myself in a position of being solely responsible for my two kids in pretty much every which way you can think of. So I needed more money and I needed more flexible schedules. Did I achieve that as I'm looking back in 2023? I did. And there are many times I lost my why. Many times I would be crying and saying, why the heck am I doing this? What am I doing? And I would remember, well, you know what? I had a lot of flexibility in the last couple of months. So that's again to my why. Or, you know, months where we wouldn't be making as much, I'd remember that overall I was making more. So that was achieved. Again, those of you will remember that in 2020, I closed my clinic because of COVID and then wound up selling it. And that worked because I had begun to dive headfirst into this coaching world in 2019, late 2018, early 2019. And I do want to recognize some of the things I've said in the past and some of the things I stand by and some of the things that I've changed. The first is I still do not believe in being online as a side hustle. It was quickly proven to me that I couldn't be the founder of a bricks and mortar clinic, the CEO of a, you know, rapidly growing clinic with staff and, you know, mid six figures in revenue and a healthy profit margin and have a real online presence and an online program. And I still stand by that. I talk often about mastery 
And I talk often about, especially when you're starting out in the online world, I've been in multiple positions where I've had two jobs and they were supposed to be two part-time jobs and they quickly became two full-time jobs. I have a few examples of that. And one indeed was when I was running my bricks and mortar clinic and leaning into online coaching. I found that that, especially in the start phase, that was just not doable. So I stand by that. At this point of the game of where I am in growing my online business, I am well on my way to scaling. So there's three phases of business, start, growth, and scale. And if you don't know where you stand, we have a quiz for that. Go into the show notes. It'll say OT's get paid quiz and you can take a quiz. The quiz is amazing because it breaks down all the areas of business you may or may not have thought of, allows you to see where you are at, and also gives you tips of where to go next, what to work on next. So not only does it give you a result, it also gives you a lot of information or things you may not have thought of when you're taking the quiz. It'll also teach you about business. So we are right now online and well on our way to scaling. And the way that we've done that is through mastery by continuing to lean in to get to the point where we do the same thing over and over and over and over and over and over again and tweak those systems to give us the best result. Now, from a mental health perspective, it has taken a while for me to admit that I need to make some shifts in work for my mental health. I am going to give myself a pat on the back and applaud myself for making and recognizing shifts in my mental health that I need to make outside of work. So leaning into some relationships, letting go of other relationships, learning new skills and parenting my adult children, and really leaning into hobbies. I feel I have a lot more occupational balance in my life with my leisure time. Those of you know, I've been leaning in a lot to singing and performing and really ramped up that area by taking <laughs> the singing lessons that I was giving and paying for my children. And instead of canceling them, realizing, wait, insert name here. <laughs> I could take private singing lessons. I was already in a performance group and in a not a choir. We don't call ourselves a choir, but it kind of is. And that has ramped up in terms of the demand that our leader is putting on us for new repertoire. And I also have additional singing lessons on top of that. I have done a really great job of focusing on detriments of physical health that move the needle for me like glucose levels. Are you even an influencer? Are you even an influencer if you're not talking about, you know, <laughs> your physical health journey? If you want to hear more, I'll get into it more. But, you know, again, detriments of health for me, glucose levels, cortisol levels, what are some of the, um, you know, exercising at a stage, a level two, as opposed to a level five intensity, using some tech like sauna and light beds and doing more walking for my health, which is really a mental health thing. Everything's really just breaking down to mental health for me, right? Um, additionally, walking and 
I'm embracing some gardening for the first time nerding out a little bit on gardening. So off, I didn't take any notes on that. Off the top of my head, those are the things that I've been doing to lean in to mental health. I've also been dog-sitting a few beloved dogs that I know in my hood. I'm kind of dog picky. I don't want them to be sheddy. I don't want them to be slobbery. I don't want a bunch of yuck. I'm not a huge dog fan, but there's a few that I love and I'm now like on the dog share program. <laughs> and that is great for my mental health because then I can send them back home. Hey, Trish. Yes, Ashley? As an OT entrepreneur who's just starting to make money, I bet you've thought, oh my gosh, I just got my first few clients. What the heck do I do now? Don't worry. At Therabyte, we have you covered. We heard you and we created intake and consent templates just for you. So you've downloaded the template and now you can say, amazing, I know exactly how to get my clients started. Oh, I wish I'd had this in the beginning. I pulled everything together and needed something this efficient. Okay. So where can listeners find these templates, Ashley? Super easy. The link will be in the show notes. You just hop over to our website, find templates, and you've got your download. Sounds great. Okay. So let's talk again about work. It all really boils down to one thing for me right now, and that is doing all of my work online is not healthy for me. I haven't said that out loud before to a big population. So this is a moment. I'm taking a moment. That is not easy for me to say out loud because I represent, I just like so many of you, don't like admitting that what I'm doing isn't working anymore. And... I wouldn't see it as a failure if you said it, <laughs> but there's still a bit of shame in that and a bit of a, I failed because I set something up and all of a sudden after a couple of years, I'm like, uh-oh, I'm not sure if I love what I've built. And I know for many of us, you've had those thoughts because you have told me. And so I'm going to be very honest. What does Brene Brown say? Shame thrives in the darkness, and the antidote to shame is vulnerability and light. So that's what we're doing. So how am I rectifying this? I have three points, but I guess I could have added another and starting by saying, I am admitting it. <laughs> I am saying it out loud. Right now, being all online is not healthy for me. As much as I have boosted up activities outside of work, because I used to be like a work all the time and then parent all the time and then crash, I am very proud of more occupational balance and that still hasn't solved the productivity issue. Okay. So here's what I'm doing. I'm doing three different things. The first is not a surprise to many of you. The first is I am taking July off to work at my summer camp. I said I was taking two jobs, but in a way, I guess I'm taking three, <laughs> but uh, that almost sounds like clickbait. So we are going to be doing a part two about how I am taking July off. We will go in depth in part two. For part one, we're going to talk about some of the other jobs and the reasons that I'm doing what I'm doing. But to give you a brief intro to part two, which is coming next, I'm taking July off to work at my summer camp. Shout out to Camp Towingo in Huntsville, Ontario. 
Now, this is a bit of a busman's holiday. I didn't look up the definition of busman holiday, but I was raised by a British father who was born in the 19, early, early 1930s. And his parents were born in the late 1800s. So I was, I had Victorian aged grandparents. And he used a lot of British expressions. And one of them is a busman's holiday, which means in the old days before there were like planes and trains and stuff, people would go and take the bus to go on holiday. So how does the man who drives the bus go on holiday? Well, he still has to take a bus, okay? He has to sit in the passenger seat or drive himself. So it's like a bus man's holiday. I have a job at Camp Toigo. I am in the admin team in the front office on the the site of the summer camp. I am getting paid. This is not a very big money-making venture, I will tell you that. Because by the time I get out to camp, <laughs> it's very expensive to fly in Canada. It is very expensive to fly in Canada. Like, very expensive. And so by the time I get my salary, it is really not that much of a money-making venture. But it's the place I grew up. It's the place I went to camp. It's the place I worked when I was in my teens and early 20s. My brother and sister went to camp. My sister worked there as well. My children have gone. They have both worked there. And my daughter is there right now. She went for four months. And it is a place that is surrounded in tradition and in history. That is one of the big why for me is a connection to ritual and history because I am a single parent. I don't have that co-parent to be a memory keeper for me for, you know, early parts of my life or when I was raising the children. And I also, my parents are also gone. So I have a more isolated life and it is important for me to be connected to old places and old people and old times because that is important for my mental health. I also live in a different city than I grew up. I moved away and there's as much as I reach out, there is isolation in that. So this is a return. And now you might not need that. And I do. I also believe in the values of my camp. I believed in them when I was 19 and 20 and working there. And I believe in them now, 30 years later. Their tagline is, we build great kids. And if you want to look, everything that as a pediatric goatee that I believe in, in terms of no screen time and, as opposed, and free range kids, um, I'm not a nature therapist. I can't speak in any regard on that, but I sure know what it's like to, you know, be out of doors um, and, you know, no phones, no nothing. Uh, and having young adults lead children and having young children lead other young children and, be, and have modeling. And also learning skills that are important, like nature and campcraft and canoeing and swimming and leadership. And our camp has a ton of singing and et cetera, et cetera. So this is why I go. That is easy for me to connect with. And I will tell you more about how I am making that happen in part two. I also said yes to two more job opportunities. Now, how did these come about? One could say I was in the right place at the right time. One could say I manifested them, but in a way, I really created the opportunity for people to come to me and for me to say yes, because as I look back on these two jobs, they didn't, I mean, they dropped in my lap in some ways, but I had already formed connections and had spoken of dream positions before. So let's talk about (laughs) 
bet you're curious what they are. Okay, one is quite non-traditional, and it is I am now the nanny for my next-door neighbor one afternoon a week. At the time of this recording, my next-door neighbor is 11 months old, and I started yesterday. (laughs) Now, these neighbors have been next to us for just over a year, and we have lots of great opportunity to see them. We live in, you know, downtown Calgary. We are on top of each other all the time. We have an urban lifestyle. And this is just one heck of a great kid. And my daughter has acted as one of their primary caregivers, and now she's away. And also they have had some family help, but not a ton. So the opportunity came to me when I've like said, I can help anytime that you want. And they approached me and then we talked about having more regular time. And so is it odd that mom who's 35 reached out to me, who's definitely not 35 and said, I know that you have this whole other company and I know that you have this very busy life as a single parent and a single person and you do all the things at home, but I don't know if you're interested in this. Would you want to take care of Baby Charlie, we call him Baby Charlie because I have a Charlie at home. Maybe we should start calling him Little Charlie, not to be confused with Big Charlie, who's my own child. Um, and I said, absolutely, I'd love it. So I am now the Monday afternoon nanny, one day a week, ad infinitum. So let's talk a little bit about yesterday. I had him for about three hours, and it was everything I had hoped for and more. We played with his toys. (laughs) He must have opened and closed the cupboard door that he's allowed into a hundred times. There was a lot of peekaboo. A lot. We stacked the bottles he had pulled out of the cupboard. We put lids on the bottles. We pulled out spoons and tapped on the lids. Then we went on a walk. And we picked up a bunch of neighbors who were like, who's Trish with this baby? (laughs) Because nobody had seen me out with a stroller before. And we went slow. Like when I say it was a slow walk, I mean, it was slow. I went to pick up another really good friend. We spent a lot of time stopping and looking at flowers. Little Charlie also loves dogs. And his whole body gets so into it and he goes and so we went and listened and would try to find all sorts of dogs while he wiggled and wiggled and wiggled and we would I would knock on a neighbor's door here and there and again it was like hi Trish what are you doing here in the afternoon and then they would I would they would open their door and they would see Charlie in his little stroller at the foot of their stairs and everybody would squee and come running out now you have to understand that again this is a stage of life that I'm at. I don't have a baby. <laughs> and so me showing up with a stroller with my cohort of friends who also don't have babies in strollers for the most part, this is kind of a fun deal. We're not grandparents and we're not parents of little ones. So this was a novelty where everybody just fell in love. And my kids and I have talked about why I love spending time with little Charlie, baby Charlie. And I feel that Taking care of a baby or little kids in that respect is akin to watching a fire or watching 
waves in the ocean. I can get lost in it very quickly in this very flow state kind of way. For the last 20 minutes, we sat on the front porch and we looked at cars. <laughs> and the neighbor across the street was pulling their car in and out of the driveway, pulling it out. You know, I don't know what they were doing. Finicking around with cars. You can tell I know nothing about cars. And this car is bright yellow and it has a diesel engine. So little Charlie thought this was amazing. So three hours flew by in a flow state. And I'm giving you the step-by-step, the minutia, not to bore you to tears. And those of you who have 11-month-olds, you're like, Trish, I don't need to hear this anymore. I deal with this on a reg basis. It's to illustrate what happened to me by having, I'm, it, it's still a job, right? I'm still in charge. There's still fulfillment. There's incredible amounts of responsibility. And yet I was able to feel None of the pressure I feel in my OT CEO life at OTs get paid. So there's job number one. Job number two, the contract has not been signed. Unfortunately, it's going to be signed probably in the next day or so, but I wanted to get this episode out. So we are not giving away a lot of information at this point. Needless to say, we are working through the proposal and hopefully signing a contract next week where I was approached by a local bricks and mortar wellness clinic for people with disabilities that doesn't have an OT or physio or SLP program to right now open up the OT program and perhaps rehab in general. Now, I know the owner quite well, and she reached out to me to say, it's time. I finally want to do this. Is there anybody that you know? And these are the characteristics that she was looking for. At first, she was looking for somebody to rent. And I said, you know, that's not going to build your brand. And I think what I've heard you say over the years is you want to build OT under your brand. So that's very different. And her why is to give her established clientele access to more healthcare resources that they may or may not get access to in a more traditional setting. So hers is not, like you have to, again, remember what her why is. So we talk about increased profit, increased clarity, and increased impact. Like many, many, many OTs that start here, that start an OT business and that listen here, they, she wants to increase the impact for her clients. Great. That's what most of us want to do. And her second is she wants to increase the profit. It's a way to bring in more money into her company. Super. So she reached out and we went back and forth over DMs and I took a chance and said, I might be interested. And she said, well, there's absolutely no way anybody like you. She said, actually, here's how it came about. I think she said something like, I want somebody like you, but that, you know, obviously it can't be you. And I said, well, what if it was me? And so again, I want to remind you that all of the best ideas start with conversation. When we talk about sales, when we talk about marketing, I had somebody in the road to 100K this week say, hey, I'm not ready to hire right now, but I have this great resume that costs my desk. What do I do? Like I'd like to hire in three or four months. You start a conversation. And that's what happened. So we are now at the point where it looks like that's going to be my job. Am I going to shut down OTs get paid? Nope, nope, nope. So I will come back to that point. Why is this a good opportunity for me? Because this is what I do. <laughs> 
this is literally how I got to this place of being a consultant and a coach for other OT entrepreneurs to build up their OT businesses. I've done it before. I've done it twice now with bricks and mortar, spring OT, and now this online business that I started in, I can't never remember if it was 18 or 19, somewhere around there. And I get to do it again. So great. The clinic owner values my expertise, is open to all of my recommendations, and is a real baller and action taker. And we have known each other in the, in the you know, healthcare community in, in Calgary for a while, and it's, it's, we know how each other's functions. She also knows that I'm able to get them to a profit state for the OT program. I don't know what to call it a department or a program, probably a program at this point. Maybe it's a department um, more quickly. So what is the benefit to me? The benefit to me is that this will be face-to-face. I will be in her clinic. She already has a team of hand-picked people who believe in her vision and her mission just like I do. She has a dedicated, established clientele that refers and refers and refers. So people already love what she's doing. So I'm going to be amongst people with big smiles on their faces who already love this company. She is a massive visionary. And we have shown that two visionary brains do way better (laughs) than just one. And it's like the sparks go... And for me, there's less risk because it's not my company. Do I take my job very seriously? Of course I do. Do, Have I set KPIs? Of course I have. Do I have a budget? Of course I do. But it's not that same kind of pressure. It is leaning into doing something that I do really well and really easily. Now, are there challenges? Of course. Two visionaries? (laughs) Bad idea. Um, She does have an operations person, so that is good. I report to nobody. And I will be reporting to her. So there's a challenge there. We have the communication skills. I think we can work through that. The big, big, big one is, again, balancing my time. And I alluded to that at the beginning of this episode when I talked about having two part-time jobs online and my bricks and mortar. I also had two part-time jobs in 2014 when I helped open the Calgary program of the University of Alberta, which is a couple hours away. And I had the OT, my spring OT, which I had just started. And that on paper looked like two full-time, part-time jobs, and it wasn't. It was two full-time jobs. So what do I think is going to be different this time? I will tell you. I believe the difference is going to come from a connection injection. I just came up with that. (laughs) And right now, certain CEO tasks are slowing me down. Certain tasks that I'm doing in OTs get paid feel heavier than they did before. And I feel like there's more drag and I am closer to burnout than I was before. And here's what I expect will happen. I expect that by giving away some of my time away from OTs get paid, I will come back with more efficiency and focus. And that's one of the reasons I wanted to give you a picture of me being what I did with little Charlie yesterday because of that flow state. I came back and felt like I hadn't spent three hours doing anything except for enjoyment. 
And I expect with highs and lows, the same will happen so that I will be able to return to the current OTs get paid and have more energy and more focus. Now, again, it's a bit like that bus man's holiday that we were talking about, right? Like I'm doing something for my mental health by taking on two more jobs. Uh, yes. But again, I know that adage of if you give something to, it's not about being busy. Like I can be busy. It's not about giving something to a busy person and they'll get it done. It's about living more in that zone of genius. And that's what I would love you to take away. I, we have an amazing team here. So let's connect it back to the listener with my specific examples. If you do not have an option to, what I don't want to have happen is for time to become nebulous and you continue to throw all of your time at new things for your mental health. And then you have no mental health because you're just too busy. So recognize and ensure that you are, one, spending time in your zone of genius because that equals more growth or more scaling. And that positive loop with that better mental health will increase that growth and that scaling for you. And the second is higher, 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 and higher some more. We're going to talk in part two about how my team, exactly the roles my team is taking over for when I leave for July. And I want to direct you to go back and listen to episodes 98 and 99, where we're talking specifically, not just the fulfillment piece, but about operations and all that admin that still needs to happen when you go away or you go and do something else. How do you hire for that operations manager or that assistant or that VA to allow you to spend time in your zones of genius? I hope you've enjoyed part one. It's a bit of a departure from what we typically do and typically talk about. Stay tuned for part two, where we're going to talk about how I practically and strategically and from a planning and team point of view have taken time off for a month. Until next time. This has been OTs Get Paid, recorded live in Studio C. That's Studio Closet. I'm Trish Williams. If you had feedback on today's episode, send us a DM on IG at OTs Get Paid or join our Facebook group at OTs Get Paid. We would really love to hear from you. We'd also love it if you could subscribe and write a review for the podcast. Each month, I'll pick a random review for a shout out to get your name and business on the air. Until next time. <laughs>